0: This show is about spoilers and discussion. It's also about spooky things that are best enjoyed after you see the movie. So any movie we talk about, we recommend you go see. You've been warned.
1: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Horror. There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. Horror. You got right on you. They're
0: coming to get you, Barbara. Horror. Alive.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Oh, the Horror, a podcast where we take a look at classic and modern horror films from an expert and a newcomer's perspective. I'm the expert, Rob Holmes. And I'm the newcomer, Steve Allman. And today we are taking a look at George A. Romero's classic, Dawn of the Dead. The
0: legend, the man, the myth himself. Uh, yeah, George A. Romero. What, 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 what else is, is there to be said that really hasn't been said already? The man's a uh, icon in the horror industry, a, like a legendary filmmaker. Uh, more or less, like
1: well, like I mean, very underrated though, because Hollywood never accepted the guy really.
0: Exactly, and he seemed to he seemed to pick up a uh, cult following in the in the video in the VHS days and like latter like late 80s and stuff and then he began to get more and more acclaim as the years came on and uh was you know more or less acknowledged as the like iconic filmmaker that he is uh nowadays and it's a uh, man it it's like this is his more or less like his definitive film more like you would say he
1: gave us like what we see as zombies he gave us these flesh eaters Um, you know, we're not at brains yet because that's, that's return of the living dead, but no, he is, he is. And this is this one in particular, it's my favorite of, of the trilogy. Uh, it's my favorite of any of his films. I have seen this in various formats. I've watched the director's cut a bunch of times because I remember in the late, it was like the late nineties on VHS. They did the double box or the double tape, um, box set and it's cool. Like, I mean, you know, they obviously did it for marketing to try and sell it to say, hey, we have this unrated director's cut. I I do like the same version that uh, I think the one that Romero prefers, which is the theatrical version, because to me it's a little more fast-paced. Gets you through it, gives you enough of the what their life is like and and that jump ahead. So you know that they've spent you know about I minus Roger at that point probably like I don't know 6 months there maybe right
0: it's uh it's a fascinating like th- this is a cool narrative this is the like again this is the gold standard for the survival narrative in horror films because it's the you know the classic group desperate for survival like the like arguments the dynamics of like you know what needs to be done uh it's it, It's very well made, and it for the time that it was made at, and for the seemingly the budget that it was made for, it's really truly a feat uh, of scale. That's what blows my
1: mind. Yeah, because I'm watching based on budget, right? And I'm seeing different things. So, so like IMDb has it as like six hundred seventy-five thousand. Wikipedia one point five million. Either way, you put an inflation, we're talking between like two and a half and three million. That's still not a lot of money going into this film um, for for the scope of what they're able to pull off. Now, I know that it, it was a group effort making this uh, cast. I think was doing their own makeup for a lot of it because it was three hour process per zombie as far as top to bottom.
0: Exactly, and they're as 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 you can tell, like like what's the what was it what was it like hundreds or like around the hundreds.
1: Man, there's uh, a, it seems like there's a couple of hundred at some points when you're when you're moving through there. It's a ton of people and that's that's a lot to corral number one and to get people together and for continuous days on end to shoot like that. That is a feat in itself. It really is because even small shoots can get very chaotic very quickly. So to think of something on on such a grand scope that's on such a small budget where a lot of people are just volunteering their time to do this. Right.
0: For the love of the game, pretty much. It's a. Uh, it, it's a really an amazing sort of feat.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's support, it's support and love of a of a of a filmmaker, you know, because these this is people who are doing this in in Pennsylvania still and um, coming out there and supporting Romero and supporting his work and supporting exactly, yeah. Keeping it local, I'm, uh, um, so, which is so yeah. Is I, th- I
0: think it's a. I, th- I think it's a uh, a thing to note here that. Um, the, the it, there isn't like by today's standards there isn't really one thing that throws this movie over over the top that you can be like ah this is the thing that uh like stands the test of time I think it's more of just like the entire package as a whole was yeah. kind of unfounded
1: it was well it, it's it's new a and innovative satire as far as like. These people are coming back to what they know the most, consumerism, the mall. Yes. And it's something mm-hmm. that I – mean, what's actually weird is that malls were starting to take off at the time, but we are now seeing them starting to die out, right? Yeah, in the decline places, of those – Not malls everywhere, like but in, yeah. in some of the places I've seen, I've seen a bunch die out. And it's really interesting to see almost what happens when – uh, the world ends it's like watching a dying mall with just a few zombies left who are just trying to get right, yeah goods it's here and there
0: thinking back to those things it's a it's a it's a wild ride that we've been on as consumers
1: <laughs> this movie just comes together it's so many things that are happening i mean especially right in the beginning um we're at the the pittsburgh um tv station and you know we're introduced to francine and and the epidemic that's occurring all of this is actually happening. People don't know what to call Some are saying, you know, they're eating the flesh. This is actually, you know, I think it's mentioned finally that they're zombies at one point. Um,
0: like the word zombie is actually then said. It is
1: fine. Yeah. I, it's uttered in this film at least once. Um, but they're always saying the dead are coming back to life and eating the living. Yeah. Um, and we get to see how the world is slow is just going into chaos and panic, and something seem calm. It's like this controlled panic and chaos at the station at first. People are yelling at each other. Then the camera comes up, and the host is like trying to stay calm, um, but he's like been screaming about getting the guy out of here for being crazy, and the guy who's you know talking about the dead coming back to life and how we should eat them or something like that. You know, the whole thing was just an insane dialogue but I'm listening to it more this time as I'm watching and I'm like the fact that this is orchestrated so well there's so many layers and there's so much depth to it because I've seen this film tons of times but this time there were other things that I found in it uh, I love Romero's cameo right in the beginning of the film yeah um, and it's
0: it, it's I, I like it. it it's a thing that's missed nowadays when these types of horror movies it's, it's like you know the old Hitchcock cameo the old uh, this is such a good, his, such a
1: good one because I know like M. Night Shyamalan does his stuff but it's like he always plays some character that is in it a little too long
0: right he kind of he kind of Tarantino's it uh, like like where he kind of makes himself like a little too important for a the story little, a
1: little too long <laughs> yeah and and in this case I think it's it's so perfect this just banter back and forth um, very quick banter and then it's it's done now, what I what I really enjoy <clears throat> about uh, this next part of the film, which is when we go into... It's a really enjoy... It's just more of like... They, there was a ton of practical effects work that they go in when we see the zombies that are in the uh, tenement building. And there's the raid that's going on at the time. It's an insane scene, man. Because it's just showing how brutal people are. Like, it's showing that, yeah, the zombies are there and everything. And some people are trying to help them, because it's their family members and stuff, and they're trying to keep them at bay, and they're trying to work with them. The cops go in there and just screw everything up immediately. You have one guy who just goes, g- like, trigger-happy and just starts shooting everyone. Um, and then just they the infamous uh, headshot that they go when they kick the door open, and he just, like, blows a guy's head off with a shotgun, which apparently, I found out, was... Uh, meant for Galen Ross when she played, you know, as Francine, because uh, one of the original concepts for the ending of the film, which they didn't end up doing, was that everyone dies. Um, Peter does commit suicide and shoots himself in the head, and Francine puts her head into the rotor blades, and that was that's what they were gonna do. And it's like, man, don't do that. Sounds terrible. Like I don't. That's too much of a bummer. I really loved the upbeat, over the top, ridiculous. Um, I mean, it's Goblin and Dario Argento doing a lot of the music, so it's... it very much it's... is.
0: And I, I, I think it's a, it has a, it has very good moments of not so much levity, but, um, good pacing between the super serious, the super dour, macabre, and you know, lighthearted comedic things, where you get to see a lot of uh, this movie not take itself too seriously because it de- it does deep down know that it is a satire that. Zombies overall, like, the, the metaphor of zombies is a metaphor, you know what I mean? Uh, where, the like, there's meaning in the fact that these hobbling creatures uh, are attracted to malls and uh, consumerism and stuff like that. That it's a, it's very deliberate, uh, Romero's messaging here. And some may call it on the nose, some may call it, like... Yeah over the top but it's Mm. mainly regarded as you know you know putting your nose to the grindstone as a filmmaker to you know make something big and epic that hasn't been done before
1: yeah i think and it makes a lot of sense though with what he what he was doing with that um having them have traits of places that they used to go and things that they used to do there are those little bits of memory that remain it it's foreshadowing for certain elements that happen later in the film when uh, Flyboy, who, I mean, he's he's the iconic, mean, there's there's a lot of iconic stuff in this film, but he is, I think, probably the most known as far as, like, you see him on a lot of the posters and stuff as a zombie. Um, and you also, I mean, you also end up seeing Roger, too, in a lot of the older Dawn of the Dead um, cover arts. They shows the zombie Roger moving up from the bed. Uh, and then these other ones, you'll see, like, in the back, it just shows uh, Stephen just, you know, standing there with his jaw down um, from the elevator attack. But... Man he looks so cool in that, like they're both awesome, but the thing is about Steven is that when he's coming back in, like there's that memory of him being like, "This is how I get up there. I can't climb, but this is where the this is how I get through this is the way I need to go um and when you see him come in there, it almost seems like hey I've gotten back inside I'm safe now there's part of him that's left in there. there's still some humanity with these people that Romero has has put in there, and that's what makes this film stand out I know I'm talking about the end stuff there but it's showing character humanity we're seeing characters that we followed who have now become zombies so we know then that them going to a place like that is not just it's kind of instinct in itself but I also feel that they still have the ability to think because we find out more of that when we get into you know day of the dead um and the his his second trilogy after that Exactly. So. It's it's a
0: lot more the the logic and the rules quote unquote of zombies are a lot more intimately explored in these later movies and like the mythos of like what zombies can be and stuff like that. It's um it it's more carefully examined later on, but for now it's more of been like a baseline, you know, hobbling creature and then as it shows a bit of humanity, that's when things can start to get interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, in this one, humanity really comes into play in Day of the Dead more than anything. Yeah, but you see, this is shades more of a of
0: reflection of how the how people react to these zombies, and it shows you know what they've become, uh, and how they res and how they respond. again, fights for survival, uh, and it's a, it's a story and a archetype and a genre, if you will. Uh, that's been iterated on for decades now, like to this day. Um, and it's it's very fascinating to see it still preserved like this.
1: Well, it's also interesting too, because as you watch this film, another thing that I noticed is every person who starts to slowly crack or get a little too cocky or they're not thinking, you know? They just, there's those lapses. They're the ones who suffer the consequences every single time like you have steven who's got that happy trigger finger he's always trying to shoot first and it, what happens in the end it bites him in the ass instead of hiding he decides he's going to it's his ball we stole it first and we're gonna keep it's like dude you are you are one man who can't aim for shit. How the hell are you telling me that you're just gonna take on this biker gang? I call it it's a it's
0: a, it's, p- it's pure hubris for yeah. some of these acts of heroism. Uh, I mean, well, and and that's and
1: that's what gets them in the end. And it's the same with Roger when Roger gets cocky, like yelling like a banshee out there, hooting and hollering, doing this yee crap, and it's so loud, and it's like, dude. This is a situation. I know that you're you're trying to make light of it a bit, but you should be smarter than that. You're like SWAT team. You shouldn't be doing this crap. Um, and he just gets... He he gets stupid. And, and he loses his head, and he's so over the top. And they're like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I got my shit together. It's like, no, you don't, man. You're just telling them that you do. And every time somebody cracks up, that's when when shit goes down and that's why ken Forey is the biggest badass ever as peter because that man keeps his shit together and when he th- you think he might break no he becomes like double badass it's uh,
0: it's, it's really great it's and it's, it's it's almost pure action movie uh at by this the point end of it where... it really
1: is like that the the final moments are just and the music just swells on oh we top didn't even talk about it this music like Oh it's 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 amazing yet grating at the same time because yeah. you have by, by the way it's this, uh this end credits for Evil Dead same music that whole da 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 da, da, <laughs> da that yeah. whole ending thing yeah
0: it, it's a, it's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful little thing uh i i i greatly enjoy it um so in the in the in the scope of uh this movie it, it's it's very historical. It's very uh, it it feels it, like it's something super that these influential.
1: Super... It's got like yeah, I mean it definitely it was a movie that solidified what we are looking at as kind of like a modern zombie. I know Night of the Living Dead did, but <laughs> Dawn of the Dead really brought it to that next level. It is the most profitable of the whole series as well um and it's just it's just good and internationally beloved too like there's more to it that goes into it the international appeal to it and having Argento aboard on it really um helped bring up that worldwide box office gross
0: it is and you can really see the types of like wave like not waves but like you can see the types of influence that this movie has, even in the immediate aftermath of it coming out, because you have unofficial sequels by Argento, uh, and uh, and all these other things that uh, like really cement this lore and this sort of logic uh, in a in a in a unified world,
1: really. Well, absolutely. Um. So, like, huh, so this comes out in Italy, and it is titled um, Zombie. So Lucio Fulci decides he's going to make a sequel, an unofficial sequel, called Zombie 2, uh, which here it's known as Lucio Fulci's Zombie. And this came out, I think, in, like, 1979. It is... That's a super influential movie on top of that because it basically introduced us to precursors to, like, Resident Evil. There's a lot of stuff that Resident Evil does that is in Zombie that is tied into Dawn of the Dead. So, it's just really cool to see. If you haven't seen Zombie, it has some amazing special effects. You you have a zombie fighting a shark underwater. A zombie fighting a shark underwater. It's it, practical and, and effects, I, man. It's, it's happening. You don't camera. need to
0: you don't need to be a hardcore fan like anybody. You you can be an expert and a newbie and still appreciate that. Like that's
1: Yeah. Amazing. Like <laughs> For for example, there are things that maybe you haven't seen before, and maybe you are like, hmm, kind of curious. I've never seen someone, you know, have their face pushed into a splinter that goes into their eye and see it happening with no cutaways. You see that in this movie. Uh, so Lucio Fulci's Zombie, see it. It's, it's great. absolutely, yes.
0: It, along with this film, see that film as well. We may talk yeah, about yeah, it Yeah, yeah, I mean, I show. would say
1: it is one of those things where I would say if you don't, if you don't want to watch the Night of the Living Dead trilogy you've seen it so many times and you're like, oh, I want to do something a little different, do Dawn of the Dead and then follow it up with Zombie. It, it's interesting on how they try to, it, it's not like they really tie it together, but... It takes you to uh, uh, an island to show, like, how all this stuff started with experiments, and it's interesting. Um. Yeah, and
0: so when we come down to uh, really, like, the, like, more or less what I think of this movie, like, having not seen it for, I don't know, like, years, I, I probably only saw this movie when I was, like, 14 or something like that, it's been... Uh, a long ride that we've been on for uh, most for this like legacy of horror movies. And this is like I I really kind of do just can't help but respect uh, its place in the pantheon of uh, where this belongs, (laughs) because uh, I can't I can't really state like it's it, it may or may not even be good to you. It may or may not even be something that you think like, yes, it's rough around the edges. The makeup isn't. You know the best in spots. The like the acting sometimes not that great, but it's the situation, it's the metaphor, it's the again scope of everything. That I you mean, see dude, in you front got of you.
1: you got Tom Savini on special effects, and you have him like in the movie as you know uh, one of the biker gang members. So, and it's just fun, like just having him as part of the movie, having some really cool effects work that's going on in this film. The fact, the more I know about film and the more that I'm, I'm learning about all the behind the scenes and what goes into it and how, how things can go wrong at any moment, you know, and you just, you're adapting on on the fly for it. I'm, I'm amazed a film like this got made. It's on such a grand scope. They're doing so much with it, but it really, you know, it takes a village, you know what I mean? And, and in this, in this case, Man, Pittsburgh, Monroeville Mall, like that's that's fantastic, man. This is um, it's so good. This movie is so good. It's so um, good. I, I I so and
0: and I think it's it's the it, again. When when it comes to recommending this movie, obviously it is a recommend. I I have to just say that like while it doesn't need to be for everybody it's kind of like you need to go to class at some point you need to know where we've come from this whole time like z- like z- like what I'll just call zombie culture for a minute uh it's b- it, oh it, it dude was...
1: dude dude oh I'm so off it, it was filmed in Pittsburgh but but it takes place in Philadelphia oh yeah um, until it gets to in robo Mall and then you know we're in the mall for the rest of the time um but yeah.
0: We're uh yeah, we're we're definitely in the sort of uh like golden era of what zombie films and horror films uh needed to be as far as influence because uh, like th- this is more or less everything that you need to know if you want something that's uh kind of the whole package <laughs> cuz it's 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 kind of astounding what all of this like you could see the th- like the influences on every filmmaker's sleeve after at this point, and it's uh it's incredible it's absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah. Now then after this, um, Zack Snyder did a, a remake in two thousand and four, which I don't. It's different. It's its own thing. I think it's its own separate entity. That's kind of that's kind of the way I see it. I I can't really see it. I see it as more of just. I guess it's a remake, but it still takes place at a mall. But it's very much not, um, yeah, '78. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it very, very much is. But it, but again, I I, th- I think to round out, it's um, it's something that need needs to be said needs to be explored because uh, it's it's a it's a magnificent journey that we've been on, really since this, uh, and I I'm all the happier for it that we've finally gotten to be at a place where this movie gets the shine that it deserves.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, Dawn of the Dead's always kind of been, it's so heavily revered. I it's people love it. This is, I think it's amazing. Day of the Dead was the one that I remember people shunning when it came out, like after it came out, um, probably. So it came out in like uh, 85 and then, in the early 90s people are like yeah no dawn is the best dawn is the best dawn is the best now there's a lot of people who think day of the dead is the best i still think dawn of the dead
0: yeah um i i think i think um i I wouldn't really know how to rank them because it's more of a well one i haven't seen that many uh that recently to even really know um but i think you know it's it's again this trilogy really stands the test of time and wanting to make sure that uh Everybody is, like, every type of mythos and story that can be told with these zombies in an iconic sense is there. And uh, it's, it, it's still, it, it's essential. It's, it needs to be seen and beh- beheld uh, by, by pretty much anybody that wants to dip their toe into horror. Because, uh, like, what else can you do? <laughs> like, it's, it's great. It, it's fantastic. Uh, and, and as the great Stan Lee would say, enough said.
1: Yeah, I mean this movie has it all. Um, I think it's good characters. You get to find out what it would really be like in these type of situations. Absolutely. And people think this stuff through. There's logic behind what people, you know, what people are thinking as they're doing this. There's not arbitrary decisions, and when there are, you pay the consequences for making, you know, dumb decisions because you didn't think it all the way through. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, I think uh, to round it out, obviously a golden recommendation, nay, an essential recommendation for uh, for us, and um, I think that will probably do it for us this week, Rob. I, it, this is, this, is a, this one's clear and cut. But what do we have next week?
1: Um, you know, we're gonna take a look at um, Critters, the original. I think it was hey. 1986. Yeah, I. So here's the thing. I'm just gonna preface this. I watched the new Critters, the new Binge or whatever on Shutter, I think it is one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and it made me think to myself, I remember I loved Critters 2 just because Critters 2 is fun. And I remember seeing Critters like a long, long time ago. I want to revisit it. I want to revisit the first Critters um, just to reinforce how good it is in comparison to that new... It doesn't even equal up to be a movie. It's like nine episodes or eight episodes, and it equals maybe like seventy-nine minutes of movie, or of show.
0: I like it when we when we go back to the source, so that we can tell like this bad thing how good it used to be.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it kind of, it all kind of rolls downhill through that series. Three is not very good, but we are introduced to Leonardo DiCaprio on film. You That's know? very true. And I think and, we
0: can we can and, own think, up to the I, fact that he came from Critters.
1: Right, I'm pretty sure Angela Bassett is in that one. What? God, Angela, Two. what a, I feel what like a career. she's in the third Jeez. one. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm totally wrong. And then, you know, the fourth one takes place in space, because obviously the fourth of everything around that time took place in space. In space! So, of course. Um, <laughs> but we're going to take a look at one of the good ones, uh, Critters, the first one. Hell yeah, man. Well, and that's what's happening.
0: We're looking forward to that. But until next time, why don't you bleh, hold on? I'm going to take that again. Excellent. Looking forward to that. And until next time, how about you let us know where we can be found on the internet, Rob?
1: Oh, you can find us at othaharcast.com. Oh, you can also find us on like Facebook uh, and like Instagram and Twitter and all those other places at oh, the Um Yeah. And then you know, if you want to find the podcast, any place that you download podcasts. So if you're like, "Hey, I'm on Stitcher," you know we're there. If you're like, "You know what? I don't want to download your stuff, but I will like stream it." Cool, you know we're on Spotify. Um, we we're everywhere that you get podcasts, iTunes, all that stuff. Uh, and if you can't find us, search search harder.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, search search far and wide. You can be we can be found. And if we're not somewhere, let us know, and we'll make sure that we will be there for your guys' listening pleasure. So, until next time, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. I'm Steve Allman. I'm Rob Holmes. And we'll see you next time.
1: Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man no more room in hell, the dead will walk here.